So I was in the parking lot on the way uh, up here, and um, the lights all turned off yes. at the same time. Did that happen to you too? Wait, they turned off at the same time? They turned off. Like I, I pulled into the parking lot, and they were all on, and then they oh. turned off, no, and I was. That uh, was really scary. No, mine. Uh, just where I parked, the lights never came on. Oh. So that was also scary. But yours is worse. Yours is like death. Is a I felt like someone was watching me. But uh, hey, it's, <laughs> it's this week was weird. Yes, it is. And it was. It was. It is. It will continue to be. Uh, mm-hmm. Thanks for um, thanks for tuning in. This is a podcast where we talk about uh, the week. And the weirdest thing that I just, tr- I don't even know if you know about this. And of course, it's Bachelor World related. Okay. Bachelor Nation. Bachelor, yes. Yeah. Sorry. Thank you, Easton, for You're welcome. correcting me, a Bachelor Nation member. <laughs> um, this news report came out this week that short-haired Becca on this season, she's really young, she's 22, she was a missing person in California. I was hoping you would bring this okay, up. So I'm very interested this. in this. I have so many questions and also theories on this because part of me thinks that she went missing because she won and because it was kind oh. of the timeline of when she went missing is like so, I think they finished filming early December or even right before Thanksgiving it's usually right before Thanksgiving I don't know this year you know what the timeline was mm-hmm. but it was after they had started filming in late September she apparently goes missing on like November 18th I think it was and then turns up December 12th. So in my mind, I'm like, maybe she goes to hometown dates. That's the last time her mom saw her. And then and then she wins and she and Ari go on. You know, they usually get like a week of just wherever they were when they got proposed or engaged. Sorry. <laughs> they stay there. So like that timeline makes sense. It does. It does. Uh but also her mom said the reason that the last time she had seen her was that she said, I'm going to work on a pot farm. So so this is all just poor communication with her mother, right? That, yeah, which is the reason it happened. sign number one that she's way too young to be engaged yeah. to a 36-year-old man. Like if your mother is calling, whoa, sorry. If your mother is calling the police and saying you're missing, like, I'm sorry, you shouldn't be getting married. So she's been missing this entire time and people just found it, right? Like, Yeah, so she apparently like turned back up December 12th, but she was just still on the list even though, um, because I think the, the police couldn't get in touch with her then. Okay. It's really weird. Because I was, I was thinking about this. I intentionally didn't research a lot of it because I wanted your take. Oh, okay. Well. So I saw the headline and I saw, I didn't know when the, I, just, I thought it was like she'd gone missing like two years ago and then and she was still on That's what I thought list. at yeah. first. And but people it, just, but the thing I think is interesting is that she's she's been on this list since November or whatever. Right, yeah. Uh, the show's been going on for a month. Yeah, right? no, it aired Jan- yeah, January 1st, so we're almost yeah. exactly a month. Yeah. Um, d- uh, I mean, And no one noticed it until they were randomly, there was some article that was published that was like why, I think it's Humboldt County, I might be totally wrong there. Why the county that she was living in has the most missing people, whatever. Oh, okay. And so it was a slideshow, and someone was clicking through it oh, and saw noticed. her photo, and is like, that girl is not missing. She's on The Bachelor. Yeah, she's on TV. And she's active on social media again. So I don't know. I, it, the whole thing is so weird to me. 
But I don't know why her mom would report her as missing if um, she was just like on a TV show where you can't communicate with people. I mean, so. she probably like, do you think, I mean, the popular opinion probably is uh, that going to work on the pot farm was code for going on The Bachelor, right? She just said that. And but it, the timing doesn't line up. Like yeah. there was a okay. whole month and a half into filming that oh. she suddenly Dis- is missing. Okay. Oh. Yeah. So she either gets kicked off soon and then, you know, went home and truly, I don't know what happened for a month where she wasn't talking to her mother. But I was like, she's 22 years old. Maybe she got in a fight with her mom. Yeah. That's true. Uh, I don't know. People hold grudges. I could never not talk to my mom for a month. But um, the producers have to love this, right? Oh, like they're loving it. Yeah. Because now you're tuning in. Because also the timing of it all, really, the first thing I thought was, oh, my God, she's going to win. Yeah. Uh, another thing about the winner is that there are now like reports coming out that apparently he does a switcheroo at the end. So then that leads me to think, oh my God, she wins and he realizes how young she is and she goes back to her mom on December 12th and is heartbroken and destroyed. That's got to be it, right? I think that's (laughs) it. Like I'm so invested in this. So this is February 4th. So we'll find out. We have a little while. I think the finale is sometime early March. Okay, so another month or so. I don't know if I can wait that long. <laughs> I'm going to start calling up my bachelor sources and being like, "Just tell me." The 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 switcheroo thing. How do you, how does that information get out? I don't know. Um so there's that website Reality Steve mm-hmm. who he spoils everything every time and so I do not go on Reality Steve. Um but this time I don't know if he had the information of who it was that he chooses and then switches to because that's not something anyone has told me yet. And maybe that's because they know I'm very passionate about not knowing the winner until the last episode. Um, But he put it out there and all these like, you know, media picked it up and are running it. But I can't imagine ABC's too thrilled about that big shocker being out there already. Yeah. Because watching this initial proposal then is going to be so sad. Like, that's not going to be a proposal. Yes, it's not. <laughs> it's then going to be a brick. I'm, I'm so... Will you be excited if the proposal, if the finale happens and it is not a switcheroo? Oh, I might be disappointed. Oh, really? You're, now you're looking forward like, to Like, now I got to know because it's just, so, it's so weird because this has happened once in Bachelor history before. Jason Mesnick chose Melissa. They got engaged. They were engaged for at least a couple of weeks. He started realizing he made a mistake. He broke up with her live on TV at the after the final rose. So that's a couple months after he broke up with her on the television show. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Whether or not they'd had a conversation before, I don't know. But like they're sitting there and it was so tense. I remember this so specifically. And this was years ago. Like I was young and it was so tense. And then he's like telling her that he like realized he made a mistake and he wants to get back together with Molly. And then they bring Molly out and she says she's open to thinking about it and now they are married and have babies and are so happy he and oh, Molly, wow so it worked it did so i'm hoping maybe if if ari does this that it works again that, that's gonna be one of the only successful bachelor relationships though right no well bachelor yeah bachelorette they always choose well and many of them are married or still together oh that's good which is interesting do you think rachel and brian will will last Oh, I don't know, man. I mean, I'd like to think so. They're very, like, lovey, and they say they're planning their wedding. So that's a good sign because there's two bachelorettes that are still together that don't even say they're planning their weddings. So, so okay, The um, I want to go back to the to the switcheroo. Yeah. Oh, Excuse the switcheroo me. is a... So, talk about it all day. 
Yeah. The uh, when someone gets kicked off mm-hmm. or sent home, whatever it is, like in week two, do they still have access to information? Because that's where my first suspicion really. would lie. Okay, like they're they're sent home. Like they don't get to like hang out and see how it turns right. out. And that's actually something I was hashtag blessed to talk to one of the contestants from this season, Annalise. And I asked her, I was like, you know, I've always wondered, like you get sent home. Do you know who wins? And she said, no. It's just okay. that like they have suspicions because they're friends with people. So they know who doesn't win almost if they're friends with them. Um you can still like talk to people. You just can't tell anybody. Like, if you yeah. made a friend on the show, and then when it finally says airing, I don't know. Yeah, like, you can talk to each other. And I think also if you both were on the show, like if you share information about it, like you get it. Like yeah. you were on the show and you signed stuff anyway. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think you're allowed to tell your family too. Like, yeah. obviously, if you come home and you're not like super happy, you probably got broken up with, or you're super happy and you didn't really like the guy. I don't know. <laughs> um, so. Yeah, it's like I don't think someone necessarily on the season could have leaked it, but someone on the season probably knows exactly who won and who who that runner up is that maybe is with Ari now. We don't know if they're together if they're together. He could yeah. have said, "Oh my god, I don't want the girl I proposed to. I want the second girl." And she might be like, "Yeah, right." So <laughs> I, I I'm so excited. <laughs> when how often are so this the switcheroo detail. Just love that we're calling it the switcheroo. Love, like as kind of an idea that like, um, cause you don't know who wins, but right. you, you're pretty confident that he picks someone and then changes his mind. Right. Um, how often in this day and age with, you know, the access to the internet and everything, how many seasons has that type of thing happened? We're like, Oh, you just, you don't know who wins. So it's not totally spoiled, but there's overwhelming talk and chatter and but evidence. Maybe- like, you know, they're engaged or, you know, they chose no one type thing. Yeah, exactly. Like something like that. Pretty much every season really? since like the Internet's been major, which is pretty much every season. Wow. You know, if there's something crazy happens, like. Yeah. But they pretty much always get engaged. Juan oh, yeah. Pablo didn't get engaged and couldn't even say I love you to the girl. They are clearly not together anymore. Um, Brad Womack did not choose anyone his first season. And. That's it. They always get engaged whether or not they stay together. So you kind of always, and they always do this thing in interviews when like the bachelor or bachelorette is like doing interviews while the season's airing. And it's like, I can ask you this. Are you happy? And they're always like, yeah, I'm really happy. So like, okay. I, I have a, I have a really nerdy comparison that I was thinking about and I was talking to a friend Love about it. this the other night. The, so when a, um when a movie like a Star Wars or a Marvel movie is coming out, mm-hmm. the the toys hit shelves long before the movie comes out. Okay. And I understand that's because of, well, they want to maximize profits. Right. Those toys are produced lo- far in advance. Th- something that always happens is there's always like a Lego set or an action figure that has some detail from the movie that we have that wasn't in a trailer and no one knows about yet. So uh. movies always kind of get spoiled by the toy. But it doesn't always doesn't always happen that way. And so, like, uh, uh, an example for and against is um, the the next Avengers movie is called Infinity War. It comes out in May. Okay. A Captain America toy has hit shelves, and he has a shield that no one has seen before. So now we're thinking, oh, oh is this something something's going to happen he, th- that gets him this shield? Uh, but then. In Iron Man 3, there was a Lego set that had a scene on it. And I walked by in a toy store like a month before the movie came out. And I thought, 
that's going to kick ass when I see that when I see that scene. And then the movie happened, and that scene no, never so happened. I have a question. Why are you in toy stores so much? I, I, I <laughs> just like to. I like to see what what culturally is happening. What's going uh, on? Okay, that's cool. That's I cool. don't I don't buy a lot of toys, but I definitely look at them a lot. But um, so then in that case of the Iron Man, they literally just made a fake scene. They made a fake scene for the. That in, seems in, weird. In case anyone is interested, it was the toy was of the Mandarin, who was played by the great uh, Sir Ben Kingsley, uh, and he's in some kind of like car with a giant cannon on it, and he's chasing after Iron Man in this car, shooting at him, and then the movie comes out, and uh, Ben Kingsley was like. And like he's not even a real villain in the movie. What? And it was a huge reveal, and it was a big deal uh, in that movie. And so I was thrilled that Lego kept it a secret. But also, yeah. I was kind of disappointed that, that that part never happened. So interesting. It, it's a weird thing when you get something, because um, you know when you when you have stuff like this where you're building up to a big right, reveal, like, you don't want to know anything. But right. then when you find out a little bit, and then it doesn't happen, you're like a little let down. Yeah, you should you should be excited because you truly don't know what's going to happen. Right. But you, true. But you also had prepared for that mentally. Totally. That's exactly. So, I have not watched an episode of The Bachelor this season, but I th- I'm, I'm still convinced he's going to at I'm, some point. I'm going to watch the finale, I think. Okay, I think that's a good idea. I'm going to watch the finale. I'm going to watch all of Winter Games. Oh, yeah. That's going to be uh, uh, destination viewing for me. But, yeah, that's going to be a interesting ride. But, uh, I mean, you know, I'm sure you have theories of who's going to win at this point. Honestly, I'm really lost. Really? Because part of me thinks this Becca with the short hair who went missing is going to win and definitely after this story came out i do think that but she's so young and he has such clear issues for that um the fun game now is like who's gonna win and who's he gonna change his mind and choose like is becca gonna win and he's gonna change his mind and pick tia because they had this great date last week or is the best part is there's two beccas and they're both very front runners so like is short-haired becca gonna win and then he's gonna realize that he needs older becca because she's incredible um i hope so it would be amazing. All I hear is that this uh, short hair Becca is too, like, oh my God, she's so young. They have nothing in common. They have nothing to talk about. Uh, why is she such a um, front runner if she, if they're like so wildly incompatible? They literally just make out all the time. Okay. So people are like, well, they clearly like each other. My thing is, he is kind of, he seems like kind of a like, not down home, but like a refined man who spends a lot of time with his family. Everything is kind of like cookie cutter-ish. And she is like, yeah, I go like rock climbing on the weekends with my friends and like work at a pot farm. And <laughs> and I just don't see that making sense. But also maybe he wants some crazy adventure. I, I can't imagine. I like literally could never wrap my head around the fact if he changes his mind and choose her. Chooses. Not correct grammar. That would be the biggest crazy bachelor twist of all time. Uh, these girls come from all over the country, right? Mm-hmm. In Canada. Oh wow! Uh, they have their own bachelor. Why do they come from Canada? I don't know. That's a great question. Um, why do or do they like move in with each other right away, or how does that work? No, not usually. They have to like secretly fly to and from each other, and like because they can't be out. In oh well, once together. the finale airs, I guess. Once the finale airs, they usually move in together. That's but crazy. But they can't really move in together until after because. Like signing apartment paperwork, like stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, that stuff would. But they can spend as much time as they like together as long as it's behind closed doors. Crazy. They have to like wear disguises. God. It's it's totally crazy. So insane. Yeah, but I kind of like appreciate the secrecy because then there's bachelor shows like Bachelor in Paradise and Bachelor Winter Games where you find out everyone who's together 
like right away because I don't think it's as strict. Like during Bachelor in Paradise, Amanda and Robbie were seen like walking around LA. Okay. And it's like, okay, well, clearly they were together. Although that didn't end well. So whatever. Anyway. There's not like a winner on Bachelor in Paradise. Right. Exactly. Things that happen. It's just like couples that get together. Okay. You know, you'll, you'll see. As you watch the show. As I watch Bachelor Winter Games yes. on ABC, premiering February 10th? I don't know. 11th? I don't know. Google it. Yeah. Not our job. What else is going on in the world? Um, What else is going on in the world? I uh, Today's the Super Bowl day. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't enjoy football. Do you watch the Super Bowl? Typically, no. What? I, I don't watch this. What do you usually do? You should go to Disneyland during the Super Bowl. I want to put this out there to the world. Okay. A lot of people, myself included, but I've learned, I learned this years ago. Okay. People think Super Bowl Sunday is a great day to go to Disneyland, and that is not true. Because everyone who doesn't watch goes? The moms and the kids go. Oh. And the dads stay home and watch the game. Or the dads go to the ESPN zone, which is conveniently located in downtown Disney outside the theme park lines. Yes. So- I just want everyone to know this is a big source of cognitive dissonance that you really think it's going to be. It's the same as what uh, if you go during the week now, it's really busy because a lot of people have the idea that if you go during the week, no one's going to be there. Hmm. And then that creates a busier time. So Super Bowl Disneyland is not a slam dunk idea that it seems like Um, it's actually I've gone years where it's been quite a bit busier than a regular Sunday. I was sitting at, uh, not even dinner, I was sitting with friends last night and someone brought up that they should go to Disneyland tomorrow because they didn't want to watch the game. And now I wish I could could have told them that's a bad idea. Yes, it's a, it, it's not it's not a great idea. Um, so I, that being said, I still might go to Disneyland today. But um, t- <laughs> typically, I just spend my day like it's just a regular Sunday. Sunday. Uh, I'm really excited I always really want like seven layer dip and okay. I never get it. Okay. And I, I have some that I bought. You went, I, did, you didn't I was going to make it. I was going to okay. make it. But then I I just was, to, I saw it at the store and I'm like, I'll just buy it. So. What kind of, what are the seven layers in uh, yours? Uh, you know, it's a uh, refried beans, sour cream. Yep. Cheese. All right. We're at three. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure there's a salsa. Salsa. A guac. Guac. All right, we're at five. Oh, God, where are the other two? He's lying to us, guys. Yeah, maybe it's a five-layer. Didn't, it didn't say how many layers. I just assumed, because seven-layer dip is like the is the default, right? Have you ever thought about like how bizarre and almost disgusting the idea of a seven-layer dip is? <laughs> it's pretty Mixing gr- all of those things together just for the sake of... <sighs> there might be two different salsas in it. Sometimes there's you like know, a pico and like a... That might be it. And then I know some people like to say, oh, well, you know, Monterey Jack cheese is one layer and cheddar is another. And Or like the, the green things on top are a layer. Like chives or, yeah. or onions or whatever it is. I, I don't know. I don't think. I, but, but so I'll, I might watch part of the game and eat that dip. Just to feel like American and. Yeah, just to, just to feel to feel good. I don't really. Uh, I, I'll look at the highlights later on. Are you like, not like a big like halftime show anticipator? No. <laughs> okay, this is interesting. Yeah, I don't care about the commercials. I don't care about the halftime show. There's really nothing for me on Super Bowl Sunday. I, I admire the spectacle. I think it's interesting that um, it routinely is the most watched television program of the year. Totally. I think, I think that's interesting. Yeah. Um, but I uh, I don't really, and I, I also like to see um the celebration. I like to see that at the end. Okay. 
because uh, uh, I'm always fascinated by how quickly they can distribute the gear. Like, it is interesting. It's very fast. And I know that they make, you know, there's because there's always those stories every year, like, oh, what happens to the loser team merchandise? Right. Um, they sell it for, like, cheap. They sell it for cheap, and they also they donate it to, like, third world countries and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of, like, Atlanta Falcons Super Bowl 50 winners out there. Isn't that um, sad? Wait, sad. is this your 51? Why am I Oh, this is 52. You? This is 52, I think. Okay. I don't so know. I was wrong. It's, it's Whatever. 50, Super Bowl 51, I think, was the you know Falcons what? losing. I found out this week that is Super Bowl related. One of my coaches at Orange Theory is... A Super Bowl champ. Really? From the year, this is going to be so, sounds so stupid. I don't know what team or what year it was, but it was the year that Beyonce performed at the halftime show. Okay. What's, what's this person's name? Uh, Brendan. Clearly, I know him very well, but. Okay. So, uh, uh, Beyonce performed at Super Bowl. Oh, God. Roman numerals. Uh, it was when I was still in college. I want to say 47. Was that the one of the Niners versus 20, 2013? The... It was um it was it was in New Orleans and the was it... teams were the Ravens versus the 49ers. Yes, okay, okay, okay. I do remember this cuz I was a bit drunk because the Niners were my team and cuz we had a party at my college house. Um so that means he was on the Ravens. Okay, I'm about to find out. Okay. His name is Brendan. Brendan? Is that it? I think so. Brendan Ian Badejo? Uh Ian Badejo? Hold on. Let me come Wait look. Wait a second. Is he a is he a black man? Yep. Is that I mean, is that him? Oh, so for for everyone listening at home, Eric is taking off her headphones. She's gonna come look at my Wikipedia screen. That's him. To see if her so her orange yeah. theory coach is a uh is an NFL um linebacker. Yeah, he's former, huge. Uh, right, he hasn't. Former NFL linebacker. He played 13 seasons in the NFL. And is a Super Bowl champ, which is And he cool. is from Santa Cruz, California, no! my hometown. He went to Santa Cruz High. Wow, next time I see him, I might have to bring that up. I don't wow. see him much because he teaches in the mornings and I'm always at work. So, Wow, that is incredible. He's uh, His family is from Nigeria. And then they settled wow. in Santa Cruz, California, where he attended Santa Cruz High School. Go Falcons. Wow. Uh, oh, sorry. Go Cardinals. Go Cardinals. Get it right. Um, he went to UCLA and played for the uh, for the Bruins, and uh, then he went on to be in the uh, CFL and then the NFL, where he played for the Dolphins, the Bears, and finally the Ravens, where he went to a Super Bowl and, and did won he that year. Retire the year that he won. He was released by the Ravens oh. April third, twenty thirteen. So yes, okay, a scant uh, month after, a couple months after the uh, Super Bowl, he wow. was let go. Uh, he wrote for the Santa Cruz Sentinel his first couple wow. of years in the NFL, which is the newspaper in my hometown, Santa Cruz, California. That's so interesting. That um, is such a funny little serendipitous moment, though, that he is from Santa Cruz. Yeah, there's a, you know there's a lot of NFL players from Santa Cruz. Um, Are there now? There's a guy named Eric Davis who used to play for the 49ers. Okay. And he lived. He was. He's retired now. He's a commentator, and he lived. He lives in Santa Cruz, and he would come into the shoe store I worked in. And he would use his black card, his American Express black card. I don't Ooh. know if you've ever handled one of those things. No, are they the heavy ones? It's made of titanium or something. Like, who needs that? It's crazy. It has no limit. You can just you can buy a house with it. You can buy. There's no limit on that card. Uh, and also, they're supposed to do a thing where like you can call American Express and they'll send like 
a, like a, a a slave to come like do something for you. Like okay. they have like pages or something. Um, Interesting. But he would come into to the Vans shoe store and buy shoes for his kids, and he'd hand over the card, and I'm like, this is gonna break my machine. And the swipe, <laughs> it was crazy. Uh, but uh, yeah, Santa Cruz quite a um. Yeah, it the the Bay Area in general. Like we had Trent Edwards, who went to my high school, was a couple years above my brother, who played college football. Like. Uh, there were a couple other people. Trent uh, Edwards? And then Trent Dilfer is from Aptos, which is also insane. What do you Kenny. know? And he played in the Super Bowl. Kiko Alonso's a, uh he was on the Eagles. I think he's on the Dolphins now. But he, I used to have Thanksgivings with his family. And now oh, he's wow. like a major, major football player. And it's really funny because I don't know him at all anymore. I will not claim to know him. <laughs> um, I mean, I guess pretty much any major city, you could be like, yeah, there's a lot of... Uh, Sportsmen yeah. from around here. I'm sorry. It's a small town. Forgot footballers, yeah. whatever. Sportsmen. Sportsmen. Uh, well, you should. When you, this guy is coached your Orange Theory, does he wear his ring? Do you see the ring? Is I've never. Ring? So I just found this out the other day because I started following a couple different people from the gym on Instagram. And one of the girls posted, like, oh my God, it was a national holiday of Beyonce's halftime show. And then oh. she said, and by the way, congrats on your win, Brendan. Oh, wow. So that's how I figured this whole thing out. Um, so I'll look next time. I would never take that thing off. Of course you wouldn't. I would not. And, um, you know, someone was talking about this the other day. When you're inducted into the Hall of Fame, they give you like a Letterman jacket or something. Okay. And you never see them. <laughs> you never see fo- football players that are in the Hall of Fame are pretty. They've had a storied career. Right. And I feel like it's it's an honor, but also like they're at a point in their life where like a novelty Letterman jacket does not move the needle. Right. But I like to think that even if I was at that point, that height of success, I would never stop wearing that damn Letterman jacket. And here uh, comes Easton again wearing a stupid Letterman yeah, jacket. Yeah, exactly. Like not letting anyone forget the year I, I was I think that's more something that you like frame and display in your home. I don't think. How many, like do, do those guys wear, I mean- and, and the other thing about the ring, the, really quick, is that I understand the entire organization gets a ring. Yeah, like even like the trainers. And, yeah, and like, yeah. like the equipment manager right, gets right. a ring. So those guys are wearing it. Well, I think football guys wear their rings. Like that's yeah. a little, well, I know. Because Tom Brady is not rolling around with five rings on. Maybe six after tonight. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, we're recording this before the Super Bowl, so uh, this could yeah. Our everything next, could change. Next app, we can go back. Yeah, to we it, can but... we can revisit it. Uh, do you? Are you? You're watching the game? I yes, assume. I am. I watch every year. I actually like. I don't watch a ton of football throughout the year, but I always make a point to make sure I do the watch whole the Super Bowl thing. Yeah. Are you Are you rooting for one team in particular? I literally could not care. Yeah. Except that Eagles fans are like kind of rude they have like this really bad stigma i guess um i know some and they're fine but like the stories of them like booing the woman from the vikings she was like 99 years old or something like that makes me so sad she just wanted to go to her first football playoff game and she got booed by eagles fans eagles like Uh, raiders fans and eagles fans are the worst they're pretty bad um but i love a good underdog story so see I do too. I really wanted um, last year uh, the um, uh, God. What team? I honestly, it was the Patriots versus someone, and I I don't know if I know who. Yeah, well, now I feel bad. It was is the team from. Uh... Oh no! Never mind. I'm thinking. <laughs> I was thinking of the um, 
of uh, of baseball. I was thinking oh of the you have few, of God. Uh, I was, you were thinking of the Cubs situation? No, no, no. The the team from Texas and they um oh the Houston Houston Astros Astros yeah because they they won right <laughs> we're such sports oh my people. god this is so amazing. yeah they did um, win and it was like they had that like awful that. year and they had never won and um that was just this year though but like you were rooting against your city then you were rooting against I was the Dodgers. I was I wanted to see uh a, a, I wanted to see a city that had um undergone such yeah, that's turmoil true. be lifted up and I thought that was cool. Um I also unfortunately am like such a Giants fan that rooting for the Dodgers is not something I will ever be allowed to do in my lifetime thanks to my father. Um so I mean yeah I was happy that Houston won as well. And like like so with football though uh and like, hey, people hate this. People hate this attitude. I really I'm really fascinated by what the Patriots have been able to do. I think I just I kind of agree. You know, the the dumb version of this is I man, I like to see a winner. I just like to see a winner. Uh, but I really am fascinated by what they're able to do. And I love I love that Tom Brady is such a good looking dude. He's got like and he's like nice by all accounts. Oh he's has the supermodel wife. He's got the supermodel like, wife. He's like just a good looking dude. He's like he's an incredible player. And then I love that Belichick is just a dick and like he's always, Belichick. Uh, he's the coach. Oh, OK. So um, like he's always like they're celebrating their win. He's always just sitting there frowning at the camera with his hood up. And like that's amazing. And also like all this stuff over the years about them cheating like um. Wasn't he was the Tom Brady was deflate gate, right? Deflate gate was yeah. Tom Brady. Uh, and then like a couple of years earlier, they were caught videotaping the other team practicing. Oh, man. Uh, things like that. So I, you like love that they're bad? I love that. I okay. love that because uh, it's, it's I don't know. I, I, I find it fascinating. Um, they are unstoppable. And like they always win in like the last quarter too. Huh. Um, because See, that's still true today. They do it. So this is an interesting stat for if you, you know, listen to this before you watch the Super Bowl. Uh the Patriots have never scored in the first quarter of a Super Bowl. They have never what? scored. What? How do you know this if you don't watch football? I, I dig this. I don't watch football. I barely watch sports. I, I, I just pay attention to basketball a little bit every year. I don't watch sports at all. I listen to a lot of sports podcasts and sports radio because I like to listen to passionate people talk about things they're super into. So, this is exactly how you are with The Bachelor. You've never seen yep. an episode, but you like are on the Reddit thread a lot. I, I really enjoy... People who are passionate about things I don't know anything about, I, th I find it fascinating, and I, I like to hear that in people, especially hearing it. Yeah. So I listen to a lot of sports podcasts, okay. even though I don't really know what's going on. And then I know enough to be able to have an opinion. You know, you but... almost know more than a lot of people, yeah. <laughs> but the, the Patriots have never won in the first quarter. They never scored. They never scored um, because they know that it's easy to um, it's easy to lose. It's easier to lose than it is to win. Like okay. That, that, that's the idea, I think. And so they intentionally like don't try to score in that first quarter uh well or they intentionally save hold yeah, off a little they hold off they hold okay. back i mean and last year that how much were they down and then they came back oh yeah like last, last year's game was great oh my gosh Remember i was that? very under the influence last year uh <laughs> wow that's really a theme with super bowls it's not yeah. always like that but i remember last year just being like well the game's over whatever and then having to watch it back and be like wait hold on this is, yeah, they go back and they won like in the last like minute or something. Yeah, it was, it was they insane. were way behind, weren't they? Yes. Yeah. So I, I and I mean, who knows if this is going to be Brady's last, you know, like he's 40 now. Like yeah, he's getting old. He's getting close, at least if it's not his last, maybe second to last. I, I kind of like. But don't uh, you think if you like win a sixth, you just got to roll like you just got to take it and go. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's not his attitude at all. Just get let it ride. Yeah. Uh, so. So that's who I'm rooting for. Um, right. There's one quick thing I want to bring up uh, to to everybody. This What's is something that? that was bothering me last week. Oh, God. I just need to talk about it really quick. Um, 
Sean Kingston. Uh, do you yeah, know, you know he, Sean Kingston? He bothers me too. I'm kidding. He doesn't. What's wrong? This is something that's been bothering me for years. I just want to see if it's bothered anyone else. He has, he has a song called um, Take You There. Yeah, I know it. Um, it goes like this. Started off really loud, sorry. Yeah, so, that did. Man, this was big when I was in high school. Yeah, it's it's a good song. I like it. But the, What's wrong? here's what bothers me about it. Listen to what he's promising. Take okay. a girl to the tropics, sipping pina coladas, and then Oh. So I don't want to go to the slums where killers get hung. Is that what he just said? Yeah. So, okay. He goes on to talk a lot about this. Uh, <laughs> that he's going to take you either to paradise or take you to the slums. And he says the slums quite a bit. And so I don't mind him taking to the hood to show him where he's from. Right. That's that, cool. That's cool with me. That's cool. I the thing that's really weird is that he keeps saying like, "We can." I'll, I'll take like I know what the song is meant to say. The song is meant to be like, "Hey, I'm I'm really rich. I can take you anywhere. I can do anything. I can do yeah. anything. I'm comfortable in the ghetto because I'm from there. Okay, but I have money to take you to fancy places. I know that's what he's getting at. Okay. But the way he frames it is he says, "I can take you to the tropics, or I can take you to the slums." And it always sounds like he's like threatening her, like, hey, yeah. if you don't behave, I'm taking you to the slums where people get murdered every single day. And yeah. uh, it's always really bothered me. And kids, 15 year old kids with guns are roaming the streets. It's like, I don't want to go there. Sean. I can't believe this is something you've been sitting on for years because I'm just realizing I probably sang this song <laughs> so many times, but never really knew the words there. Yeah, it's uh, like, so the first verse, he kind of talks about the ghetto a little bit, but then he starts to go on into like, um, how I can take you to paradise, I can take you to the islands, I can take you to to the tropics. Is he saying he could also protect her in? <laughs> he's saying slums? that, and okay, and he's like, we can take to the we can take the trip to the West Indies. It's Jamaica, that's where I'm from. It's no problem, girl. It's my city. I can take you there. Then he says like. People get killed here every day. It's the slums. This is the ghetto. Uh, you are not safe here. But we can go there if you want to. And it's he, almost like he's saying, like, man, being with me, it's either heaven or hell. Yeah, exactly. It's It, it just drives me nuts. And uh, I know what he's getting at. I know what the point of the song is. I really don't like how it's framed because it feels like, like I said before, it's either like he's threatening her. Like, yeah. if, you don't, if you don't behave, I'm taking you to the slums and you'll probably get killed. Or he's saying, "Hey, it's your choice. Like, we can go to Jamaica, we can, or we can go to the to the tropics. We right. can go lay by a beach and drink pina coladas, or we can go to the ghetto where people get killed every day. Where do you want to do?" And it's like, who would who would like, pick who's the gonna slums? pick? The, yeah, who picks the slums? Nobody's going to make that choice, Sean. Tropics over like everything. Also, I don't know if I'd even want to go to the tropics because him because he almost died on a like a wave runner accident. Yeah, that was bad. So he does not know how to ride a wave runner. I'm sorry, I just had to get that off my chest. It's been I, bothering honestly, me for a long this time. is gonna disturb me, and I'm gonna think about this for weeks or months now. So thanks, Easton. You're welcome. Um, so what a week! It's this week was weird. My name's Easton, and I'm that's Erica. Erica, uh, we didn't do that at the top. Nope. Who cares? People but, listen and not know who we are. That's right. Uh, just if you haven't figured it out by now, like. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> so thanks for listening, everybody. I'm going to do my damnedest to get this up before the Super Bowl. Okay. Just in case anyone wants to 
And I'm going to promote this as being a Super Bowl prediction podcast. So <laughs> oh, okay. um, if anyone wants to, uh, if, if you're listening right now, enjoy the game. Go Pats. I hope Eagles fans don't come after me. Yeah. But uh, Hard times. We'll be back uh, in a week or two. Bye. Bye-bye.